Today in the Marshall Pruitt Podcast, we're going to introduce you to something new, the Road to Indie Report. I'm going to try and do these after every major Road to Indie round. Those rounds, of course, being presented to you by our fine show partner, Cooper Tires. This time we are looking at USF 2000, where Denmark's Christian Rasmussen blanked the weekend, took both wins for Jay Howard's development team, then also from Indy Pro 2000. We have our man Daniel Frost. Boy, I tell you, that kid put in possibly the drive of the year to win the first race, with Daniel taking the victory for pal Peter Dempsey and his turn three team there. So we spoke with Daniel to kick off the show here, and then also added in Devlin DeFrancesco, who's on pole for Saturday, ended up finishing second there. Another quality finish of fourth on Sunday. So behind Daniel, he's actually sitting second in Indy Pro 2000 points. And we close the conversation with our man, young Mr. Rasmussen. We're going to try and do these, like I said, after every round, depending on how busy things get, might press one or two events into a single episode. But what we've been doing for a year or two is including Road to Indie Drivers in the tail end of our Week in IndyCar shows. Figured, you know what? It's time just to break them out and to feature them in a show of their own brought to you by Cooper Tires, funnily enough. Also our good friends at the Justice Brothers, TorontoMotorsports.com, Bell Racing Helmets USA. So let's get going with Daniel Frost, Devlin DeFrancesco, and Christian Rasmussen. Daniel Frost, I met your mom last year. I think it was at Portland. And not only is she just the nicest lady in the world, I don't know if a son could have a bigger fan uh, than you with your mom. I love seeing what you've been able to do over the past couple of years on the road to Indy. I think I like even more what you did last weekend at Road America where, boy, you want to talk about pivoting off of a 2019 season where I think you were fifth in points. Uh, not so bad, my man. Tell me about this weekend you just completed. Uh, if you're writing the script, that seems like everything you could have wanted. Yeah, everything seems like it was it was going to plan, and uh, we were P1 in testing, P1 in practice. He won him qualifying, but, you know, something uh, happens and, and we had that technical infraction. So we had to start from last with with that little problem. So coming into race one, we had to to start off from dead last, which was P16. And um, I had to stay composed and, you know, focusing on to, to try and get to the front and minimize the damage as much as possible for, for the championship points. And with that being said, I... I Managed to 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 bring myself onto the first place at, yes. at the very very last lap. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> if you're going to get a technical infraction and have to start from the back of the pack, that usually means your race is over before it started, right? Well, pretty much. And then you, you it might have been the best race anyone's going to have all year. We'll see. But then you decide to go completely mental and say, "Nah, <laughs> we'll just pre- pretend I'm starting first and finish first. I mean, you're back to front drive, Daniel. We got to talk about this because a driver only gets, heck, some drivers never get those in their entire career. You got one of the first race of the year, my man. Tell me about this. Was it a mindset? Was it the car coaching? What was it? I, I honestly think that it was everything that came together. It was it was just, I think, one of the, the races that will definitely be in, in the books for, for the rest of my life. But 
in that race, I think I was just in the zone to get into the front because I knew that last place wasn't my spot. So we had to, to work it and the car was good in, in qualifying and the whole the whole weekend. So I knew that the pace-wise was there. So all I had to do was trust my driving and, and the car to, to do its job and, and obviously paid off at the very end. So it, it seemed like I couldn't, I couldn't ask for any more. <laughs> so I spoke with Devlin DeFrancesco earlier. He'll be on the show a little bit later. <sighs> Wasn't very nice what you did, Daniel. I'm just saying, you know, the guy leads the whole dang thing until the very end. Kidding aside, he seemed to take it well, seemed to appreciate what you did. Let's talk about the distance you had to travel, though. Because that's always something that stands out to me when a driver has a poor qualifying, for example, or has to start from the back. It's not just the case of what you did, being able to pass a lot of cars and get to the front. The physical distance, extra distance on track, you had to travel that, say, the leaders did not. That's making up a lot of ground. Share with me, Daniel, the process of trying to turn nothing but qualifying laps in the race while also having to get by people, because that's when you tend to lose time, right? When you're behind people, dirty air. It's not like you had a clear track to go straight to the front. Yeah, I mean, being being at the back just means a lot more hard work than, than starting on pole, obviously. So I knew that from, from the back, it's just going to be a lot more work. And with, with being on the, on, on the back foot, I think that, we had to make sure that we weren't stuck in traffic and we had the momentum and the rhythm to keep going. And, and then once we get stuck there, it's quite difficult to get out of that, that, that spot of, of the rhythm and to be on your own race pace. It's quite difficult. So I knew that every time there was an, the smallest opportunity, I have to make sure that I get past that guy. If not, there was no way I would have been able to get any further to the front. And I think that, some of the risks that I did definitely paid off. So especially that, that overtake I did in turn five was, was a pretty wild one. So yeah, I think that um, everything seemed pretty good for, for, for where we started in the back and the, the work that we had to do to get there was, was a little bit more excessive and, and more than what we needed. But I think that we were able to, to get the work done early so we could have focused on, on, getting past the the leaders as fast as possible. So this wasn't just a great performance in the opening round, Daniel. You also put in some great work in the second round. Tell us about that because it has you in a really uh, advantageous position already in the championship, leading it overall. Yeah, yeah. The the second race was not ideal, but I think that we have to, to know that sometimes the car or myself wouldn't wouldn't be at, at um, peak condition for for every single race weekend, and we have to make sure that the the damage is minimized. So we had the lead initially for that race too, but I think the that we were having some issues with with how the car balance was working. So we did we weren't able to to maintain that spot, but we were we were holding on to second place, and then we we were pipped out by by Stingray Rob and and uh, ending lap. So. To hold off P3 and get in that podium position, I think was critical for for points points wise. And you know, I think that it was it was um, a great run for for the team and myself over the whole weekend. So I'm pretty proud of what we were able to do to come back out from such a such a d- back start 
to get to to the points lead at the end of the weekend. I think I don't think I can ask for very much more, and uh, I'm just like super happy of how how it worked out. And coming to Ohio, um, obviously we're gonna be much more confident of of how our performance is gonna be since we were able to to prove what we were able to do in the two races. A first and a third, not a bad weekend, my friend. Let's cover off two more items that I thought would be interesting. So you're a busy guy this year because you're not just focusing on the road to Indy. Obviously, with the uh, Indy Lights season uh, pushed back to 2021, you're trying to do as much racing as you can. So you're sticking with our friends at Andretti Autosport. They're uh, running in the Formula Regional Americas Championship. So you're busy competing across a lot of junior open wheel action let's talk though to close daniel about the team where you won in round one finished third in round two that being turn three with our man peter dempsey who uh went pretty darn far on the road to indy himself not a team name that yet has become one that is you know held up in lights and everyone knows internationally but seems like there's a really good foundation there for what they're doing and uh, what you're able to do with peter's team yeah, I think Turn 3 is a really good team. And we're looking at the results of what they were having last year was was not even that bad. And seeing that how they've, they've evolved as a team and, and the staff they have uh, hired is just making the team so much better. And and with Peter behind uh, being the, the mega mind of the, the whole the whole team is just uh, perfect because he, he, he has a pretty good... Uh, pretty good experience of how Rotini works and he's had 12 years of experience as a race driver and he's had many more years of, of being in the racing series uh, or racing uh, industry so he's I think he's the guy to, to be with right now in the Indy Pro Series with with some of the other really smart intelligent um, engineers behind there that, that just knows what they're doing so I think that we're in a little. Our team is small, but I think what we're doing is 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 perfect, and our professionalism is is obviously proving proving um the the points the the lead right, and I think we're we're doing a pretty good job of of how everything's working right now. Bit of a crazy year here. Everyone adapting to all kinds of changes. Happy to see how you right out of the gate. Uh, doing so well right away there and then plus with your Andretti Auto sport ties and the activities there I know you would uh, absolutely love to be racing around in an Indy Lights car but it seems like you're making the most of this uh, odd and adjusted season so look forward to hopefully speaking to you after many more wins this year Daniel yeah it's a little bit of a bummer that uh, the Indy Lights uh, was cancelled but you know we we have to make sure that we we get as much driving as possible to to be on on our top top level and our, on our best best performance for for next year if we want to try and get to IndyCar in 2022. So I think right now is is the perfect time to to try and get all the driving I can in to to be even better than what I was what I am going to be this year for for next next year. And you've got Andretti Autosport plus you've got a crazy Irishman. Uh, in the turn three side, <laughs> you're either going to be the next world champion or you're going to be going to a psychologist trying to figure out what happened <laughs> to you. So kidding aside, young Mr. Frost, congratulations again, and I look forward to speaking soon. Thank you. I appreciate it. 
Devlin DeFrancesco. I'm telling you, man, coming back from some good, solid time spent in Europe, growing yourself as a young open wheel race car driver, also mixing in a little bit of sports car stuff uh, over here in particular when you get a chance. Was really happy to see how your debut weekend in the Indy Pro 2000 category went with this new Andretti Steinbrenner Indy Pro 2000 effort. Where should we start? I mean, I know there's lots to talk about the weekend, but why don't we actually start with you and this journey you've been on? I'm so happy to have you here in America. How did this end up becoming the career path you chose? It's actually quite a crazy story. I mean, I've always been, you know, looking back at coming to the U.S. and, uh, you know, IndyCar has always been on my radar. I think it's a great series. Um, You know, I think IndyCar is, you know, it's growing. You know, Roger Penske taking over, you know, the captain. And I met with uh, originally with uh, George uh, Steinbrenner and and Sean Jones, you know, last year at the at the Indy 500. And we sort of went through uh, a few options. And originally the plan was to actually do, you know, F3 for one more year. But, you know, then coronavirus hit and, uh, you know, we started speaking to Sean. And uh, the thing was actually put together pretty quickly. I think the original plan was to was to do uh, Indie Lights, and then you know that that got cancelled. But you know, I think we have a great uh, great thing put together. You know, with uh, Andretti and Indie Pro, and uh, where you know we're in the championship hunt, and we need to perform this year. You know, we need to do a good job this year. Um, you know, having the support from George, I think, is great, amazing. You know, I'm very lucky to have that. You know, he's a young, ambitious guy like me. So I think we're both looking to, you know, perform. And uh, the plan is to obviously eventually arrive in IndyCar. But, you know, I think this is great. Was all, as I said, America's always been on my radar, uh, as we said. So, Well, the last nice. uh, young, talented driver that George connected with, whatever happened to that guy? He didn't go very far, <laughs> did he? No, sorry, that's Colton Herta. So <laughs> yeah. he might actually be in pretty good hands. Sean Jones, obviously. Uh, a fine pair of steering hands there as well. So let's talk about this development of yours, Devlin, knowing that you learned a lot in Europe and there was an expectation that you would come here, build off of uh, what you've done and come back to North America. Obviously we're, we're happy to have uh, another talented Canadian in the road to Indy open wheel pipeline. Tell me about bringing your experience back home from Europe and whether that translated to a new chassis that you're driving and also, frankly, one that the Andretti Steinbrenner team is having to learn quickly after the Indy Light season was canceled. How does all this come together for you? Well, um, you know, I gained a lot of experience in Europe. I've raced for some great teams. You know, I've had uh, I've had some good years and I've had some some real struggles as well. I had a very much a rebuilding year last year with a team called Trident in uh, FIA F3. Yep. You know, I learned a lot with them, tired management with those Pirellis, how to look after a tire, a big, heavy, powerful car. You know, a very good learning process from them. And, you know, they really they really brought me back uh, and helped me in that rebuilding process. So, no, and you know I've had race wins for for Carlin Motorsport, who are now in IndyCar. You know, so I've, as I said, I've driven for some great teams, and I've had some some good years and some bad years. And you know, I've done, I've learned a lot of in Europe. You know, I've had quite a bit of wet experience driving in the wet, 
you know, living in England and Italy. Uh, and that definitely translated, you know, in Road America and the damn qualifying. You know, that was that's, that's what I'm used to, you know, racing in Europe. And especially all the, as you said, all that experience I've had, you know, in driving a bunch of different cars and uh, a bunch of different tires, you know, I build up a picture in my head of, of you know, what this and this felt like. And, you know, it definitely translated uh, and very much sped up the learning process. And it's helped us definitely speed up the learning process, you know, because as I said, it's a very new, as you've mentioned, it's a very new car for us, for Andre, for the Andretti Steinbrenner boys. But, you know, I think uh, we're, we're definitely up to the challenge. I think all parties are up to the challenge, that's for sure. Let's get into your weekend here at Road America. Before we get into the nuts and bolts, though, Devlin, tell me about the livery. Because if we're handing out race wins... <laughs> <laughs> strictly based on liveries congratulations my friend you are the Thank new you. 2020 indy pro 2000 champion um <laughs> between the wtf one on the side which i know is part of uh you know family uh media efforts and such but just the the gaming aspect as well uh with the livery on the car i saw it and i was just i was laughing not because it was bad but laughing like all right that's freaking awesome. I, I I'm love pretty sure this. People, I'm pretty sure the guys at Indy could probably see us. That's how bright the livery is. <laughs> um, you know, for sure people are going to be able to see us, uh, especially the guys at Race Control and the stewards. They're going to have no issue uh, seeing where the, the Andretti Steinbrenner car is on track. You need sure. to be good is what you're saying because, yeah, you can't. Yes. No funny business. They're going to spot you no, every step. No, uh, that's definitely that's, uh, that's 100% true. Um, I think that I love the livery. I think the color is great. You know, nice to have WTF one, the one guys on the car, you know, great. They do some very funny stuff on YouTube and Twitter and, uh, they cover some, some quite fascinating stuff about all motor racing, really. Absolutely. You know, we got one plant merchandise on the car, um, soul yoga as well. And, you know, very good. Uh, you know, it's nice to see them, uh, very bright on the car. That's for sure. So, Getting into this weekend, bit of a different structure, right? With uh, COVID in mind, wasn't the yeah. normal running in between IndyCar sessions as we would find for the average Road to Indy event. Uh, yes. Effectively, the Road to Indy had their own portion of the weekend to kick things off without IndyCar and such. Tell me about heading out uh, to the track without, say, different rubber to deal with. Obviously, uh, both classes on Coopers, so that in theory should have been a good thing. I know we had some vintage Indy cars running as well, but tell me about getting into the groove of the weekend because you were bang on the pace right away, and I know you're a bit frustrated uh, with uh, almost winning a race that it seemed like actually you and Pato Award had uh, somewhat similar experiences and yeah. leading the heck out of a race. Mm -hmm. Things went a little bit sideways there with Daniel Frost, but Gonna get into how your weekend went. Well, um, regarding the rubber, you know that's tough to say because I've never driven on an Indy car. Week, well, never driven, uh, never had the that that opportunity yet, so that's yet to be seen. But the Cooper tire, I have to say, is 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 quite good actually. You know, it has very nice peak uh, in qualifying, and it quite it plateaus after. There isn't really a huge drop off. Uh, you know, very positive things to say about the tire and the track evolution, you know, is sort of as you would expect as the grip goes down. But 
no, with having no different uh, rubber being put down, generally the track uh, evolution was more uh, to a normal, uh, as you normally would expect. Those were the sort of normal fine-tuning uh, things we would generally do on the car. No, but the car was good straight away. We knew uh, generally what what uh, path we had to go off into with the car and balance, what changes we had to generally make. But, you know, the Andretti guys that... Uh, Andretti Steinbrenner guys have done uh, have done a great job, and we have a lot to build on from uh, Road America. We definitely know we have work to do, but uh, as I said before, we're definitely up to the challenge. Race one, you know, Frost man, he was he was on it. Um, you, you know, started from pole, so I mean that's a, a great way to open your account. Well, yes, the damp. Sorry, uh, the damp qualifying as well was uh, was great uh very difficult conditions you know slippery drying track starting on wets putting slicks on halfway through the session you know having to deliver that lap uh then the red flag came out but you know it was a very it was a fantastic qualifying you know and those were as i said before those were conditions that i'm very much used to you know living in europe growing up in in italy so uh with all the rain all the time there so to get the pole for those guys, first weekend out was great and great to give back to all the team because uh, they've done an incredible job. The amount of hours they've put in, you know, the late nights at the track they've spent, especially in the workshop as well, to go off to start from pole in race one was was great. Race one, you know, I think the race was generally positive. You know, we, we lost out on the last lap, but um, generally to say, you told us going into the weekend we would we would have qualified on pole and been fighting for a win i would have been definitely happy with that for sure yeah so moving into sunday i found that result possibly more impressive devlin simply because you instead race of two. yeah uh, I'm, i apologize i keep thinking sunday is race two for yeah, everyone me, me too um, me too me too <laughs> i had the same thing in the interview after you uh, you started first, finished second in round one. You had a longer drive to execute in round two, starting ninth, motoring up to fourth. The end result here is you're sitting second in the points, leaving Road America. But I'm always fascinated, Devlin, to see a young driver like yourself who's had, a say, a, a strong open to the season. And then, all right, well, now I'm not on the front row. I need to move forward. How do you adjust to that mentally? It looked like uh, you handled it as well as you could, uh, picking up five spots here to finish fourth. Well, I mean, uh, again, that's something I come from quite used to from uh, in Europe with the reverse grid races, uh, having to do those in Europe. So starting uh, ninth, would have hoped, definitely hoped to start better, but you know, it was generally about executing a good start and a good first lap and then trying to move forward as much as we can as much as we could at that point. Uh, I knew sort of what pace we could run at and what the general things we needed to, to work on was from race one to race two. So that was the main focus going into race two was curing those uh, those balance, those balance uh, issues we had from one race one to race two that we definitely uh, improved. And then, you know, it was about keeping calm, executing a good first lap, a good safety car restart as well. We had a safety car restart as well in there. Just generally about those things, you know, staying on top of it, you know, and uh, moving forward and keeping calm, you know, because points mean prizes at the end of the day. So uh, consistency is key, bringing the car home. So 
that was sort of my my approach to it anyway. But yeah, very happy to end with with two decent results for sure. Let's close here, Devlin, as we uh, we put Road America behind us. What's next for you um, with this season? That again, a very different one. Not exactly what you had planned. But what's next for you? Is it an ability to do sim work? Is there testing on the horizon? What's next for you before you get back into the car and go racing again? Well, I know there's a there is a testing limitation uh, with us at Indy Pro in Indy Pro. Uh, so it generally be a lot of sim work, you know, with AIS simulators. Uh, based, they are based down here in in Miami. Uh, so a lot of sim work with them on to uh, to prepare for Mid Ohio to repeat or hopefully go after that win that uh, that eluded us in Road America. Really, you know, that's sort of debriefing with the engineers. I've been in contact with my engineer Doug Zister a couple days a week on the, how things look for for mid Ohio and, you know, speaking to George and Sean on a daily basis. So that's sort of my, and karting as well, you know, karting I think is also a very good way for a driver, you know, to stay in shape and, uh, practice those qualifying simulations on new tires. And so definitely to the maximum, definitely, uh, working hard and, uh, always pushing, as you can say, always pushing to the maximum. You're an animal devlin, but that's why we love you. So happy for you. Obviously, great to see a very positive start to your North American Road to Indy campaign. And I know you and the team here are going to be uh, doing your best to come away from mid-Ohio with a win. And if not uh, success there, at least staying in the championship fight and keeping that going forward. So congratulations on that strong start. Fairly Thank confident. you, Marshall. It's not the only time we're going to be talking this year. Duh, definitely. Thank you so much, Marshall. Christian, I'm telling you, if there's a better way to start off a USF 2000 campaign than taking home two victories in a row, well, I don't know what it is. Let's talk about last weekend at Road America for you. Seems like everything you'd hoped for, but I don't know. Tell me about how your weekend went from your perspective. Well, definitely everything I hoped for. Uh, I mean, I've been doing all my prep work all winter long, just waiting a long time for the season finals to get started. So so to get it started that way for me was, was definitely amazing. Um, yeah, very, very happy with the weekend, how it went, how the team performed, how I performed and everything. So if we're looking at a place that is what we consider America's heart of road racing. I mean, anytime folks go to road America, (laughs) it's a beautiful thing, whether you're a fan, but I think in particular as a driver, tell me about the circuit itself and just how it connects with you. Because from the, uh, from everything that I saw, it seemed like you were just really not only at one with your J Howard development car, but also at one with the track. Tell me about it. For sure. Uh, I mean, it's it's a very enjoyable place to, to come. It's beautiful and everything. Uh, and also, on, on top of last year, I kind of struggled struggled there during America a little bit. So it was definitely great to come back and be able to um, be able to put the car up front. Um, very enjoyable track, very fast compared to the rest of the calendar. So I enjoyed that. And yeah, very cool place. So let's look at... 
things for you from a year-to-year standpoint, what you would hope is to take the knowledge that you gained, roll that into a new season, and as is often the case on the road to Indy, you get a driver in their second season in the same category, and they're just a different animal, a different creature. I know we're only talking the opening weekend here, but that's definitely what it looked like for you. How did you feel bringing in what you learned and then applying it this year? Uh, it was great. I mean, I've been with Jay Howard for a couple of years now. This is my third season with them. Uh, and it's just like it's, everything is just coming together very well. Um, I mean, me working together with the team, with the engineers and, and stuff like that, it's just starting, we're just starting to develop a, a very good package. And I think that's what you can see uh, see in the results now as well. Um, we come off uh, a very good end of the end of the season last year. We had the seven podium in the last eight races, yeah. uh, and three wins, and it's just it's everything is just starting to come together, which is which is great to see. Also for me, being with the team for a longer time, that that we have been able to develop something together that that really seemed to work. So I'm I'm very happy to be a part of that. And that's another thing that stood out, Christian, is that this. <laughs> I don't know if it felt like it this way to you, but it seemed like from the outside, like a continuation of last year. And again, you obviously ended on a high. I mean, we, <laughs> a race ended. And if your name wasn't on top, we were quite surprised. But again, there's the, what you learn, how you improve as a young professional with, you know, another year of experience that you hope to see develop when the new season starts. But I'm curious if there is a feeling like this is almost a continuation of the success you started building upon in 2019. It's definitely. I mean, you you continue. The goal is to continue develop as a driver, uh, and I think I'm in a great place to do that. Uh, with Jay Howard, I've developed a lot throughout these years that I've been with him, been with the team. Um, so yeah, very happy to to continue my relationship with with him and uh, being able to to continue get better as a race car driver because ultimately that's the goal. When you come up to to the higher ranks of motorsport, you you really want to be ready for it, and I think they're really doing a great job to to prepare us young drivers for for that next step. Let's close, Christian, on this Jay Howard team. Jay, who I've got all the time for in the world, just excellent person, excellent driver. Seems like we look at a lot of the young drivers like yourself who are succeeding on the road to Indy, and they're often driving for teams that are either owned by someone who had success on the road to Indy, maybe making it all the way to IndyCar, or have a driver coach or someone that really can bring a lot of wisdom from the top of the sport down to the young driver like yourself, who's trying to get to the top. What's it like having someone like that? Because not every driver you're competing against is as fortunate. No, uh, I mean, it's, it's great. I'm very happy to have Jay and, and have had Jay for the last, for the last almost three years now. Um, and it's just, it's nice to have someone that you can come with all of your questions. If it's uh, driving or if it's uh, personals or, if it's like what you want to do next year, uh, how you're going to climb the ladder and so on. He's all, he has done it before. So obviously he'll have a, 
have a good perspective, have a good uh, have some good words to say about what what he thinks is the good what what he thinks is the is the right path for me to take. So I'm very happy to have Jay uh, to guide me through all of that, and uh, I'll gladly take his advice. Just one other thing here to close. How are you enjoying your ongoing American racing career? Since again, you have spent, uh, you've invested a lot of time already and you're still very young man, but how are you feeling plugged in here? Cause we know for a lot of European drivers who come over, the transition isn't always smooth or easy. Looks like from you coming over from Denmark again, past record, Looks like you've integrated pretty easily, but how's this adventure going for you? It's going great. I mean, uh, I've been I've been so lucky that I've been kind of picked up by my teammate and his family. Um, so I'm I'm actually following Christian Bogle around and his family staying with them, and uh, and is very happy with that. They have uh, almost taken me in as a part of their family, so I'm really appreciative appreciative of that. And uh, yeah, and it's been like an on and off the last. The last couple of years, uh, been been uh, back in Denmark, been over here uh, quite a bit, obviously, and uh, now I'm here for the whole season. So I'm just trying to to get the most out of it, get the best out of it, and yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully end the season on the high. Well, congratulations on the really strong start to the season. You're not making it easy on anyone, which again, that's part of your job too, but. Great start to the season. Congratulations. Thank you, Marshall. I appreciate it. Thanks again to the kids for making time. Some of them running between rounds and hopefully enjoyed this little look into their world. I think in the case of all three we just spoke with, do not be surprised if they are in the NTT IndyCar series here within a couple of years. Devlin in particular would say that's almost a lock for him to be there has the talent, has the means. I think Daniel as well made a pretty big leap from year to year so far, coming back to Indy Pro 2000. Christian as well, good Lord. (laughs) He uh, was cleaning up towards the end of his rookie year and is doing everything you should in a follow-up season. So we'll see how their championships play out for the rest of 2020. I am Marshall Pruitt. This is a Marshall Pruitt podcast brought to you by Cooper Tires, the Justice Brothers, TorontoMotorsports.com and Bell Racing Helmets USA. Thank you for listening.